0: today on CityCast Philly. Have you ever gone down a Philly sidewalk and suddenly there was a giant construction barrier and you had to move into the street just to get around it? Well, I chatted with Inga Saffron, Pulitzer Prize winning architecture critic at the Philadelphia Inquirer back in March, about why she says our sidewalks are such a mess. It's Wednesday, June 21st. I'm Trina Ree, and here's what Philly's talking about. Philly likes to brag that it's one of the most walkable cities in the country, but it sounds like you actually have a problem with that, right? Yes, Trinay, I do.
1: I do have a problem with that claim.
0: Why do you say that?
1: Well, you know, of course, Philadelphia has great streets. The city goes back to colonial times, you know, well before the automobile. And so our streets are sized for people, you know, to walk because that's how people got around (laughs) in those days. And our streets are so intimate and accessible and, you know, cozy. And it should be a great walkable city. But right now we're undergoing this crazy building boom all over the city in Mm -hmm. so many neighborhoods, in Center City and, you know, many, many neighborhoods out to West Philly, North Philly, Uh, South Philly. And too often when developers fence off a site for construction, they make no provision for people to walk past that site. They don't create a walkway, their fences encroach on the sidewalk. And so it's like running a gauntlet right now. Um, There are streets like 12th street, for example, in center city near Jefferson hospital where there are three high-rise buildings on three blocks. And one's on the east side, one's on the west side, one's on the east side. So it's impossible to walk those three blocks, which which might be one of the most heavily pedestrian traveled stretches in the city because it's near Jefferson Hospital. All these people are going to their doctors, and a lot of them are older, and a lot of them have various... Uh, physical movement, mobility impairments, you know, and they have to to go through that gauntlet. That is not walkable.
0: Inga, you met with a woman who had a really hard time navigating the sidewalks. Can you tell us about her experience?
1: Yeah, her name is Amanda Perezzo and uh, she is a trained occupational therapist. She she teaches occupational therapy at, at Jefferson Hospital, ironically, and she's 37 years old. And she um, very tragically was hit by a stray bullet in her spine. And um, that was about 18 months ago, two years ago, and paralyzed her, her her legs were paralyzed. And so she's adjusted to life in a wheelchair. She's been very heroic. I mean, really incredible. And uh, she was, you know, determined to go back to work, in, in five months, she was teaching again at Jefferson. She found an apartment in a, a building with an elevator. She adjusted everything about her life so she could live as normally as possible. And the one thing she couldn't adjust to or that she's having trouble adjusting to is, is traveling the streets because you know she's in her wheelchair. She's commuting by wheelchair to Jefferson and her way is constantly blocked. And the Inquirer did an amazing video of just, you know, her morning of going to work. And you held your breath watching her maneuver into the street with this traffic rushing by because the sidewalks were blocked. And she does that every single day. And she never knows when they're going to pop up, these blockages. Mm-hmm. So and that's just one person. I mean, there are so many people, you know, if if they're not in wheelchairs, they might use a cane, they might be blind you have people with strollers it's bad for everybody
0: and you say you know developers are like hogging the sidewalks here absolutely yeah and and the thing is you
1: know we have rules mayor kenny as a council person uh introduced a lot of really good rules that were meant to regulate those things and of course there's the 25 year old Americans with disabilities act
0: mm-hmm. which is a
1: federal a federal law that um mandates ADA yeah that you yeah. have to ADA you have to provide you know safe safe walkways for for people uh that for everybody so we have all these laws but they are not being enforced
0: right and you just mentioned that Jim Kenney tried to regulate sidewalk closures when he was a council member. So what steps did he take to make that happen?
1: At that point, I don't think the city was even charging developers who occupied the sidewalks. And there were no rules on where you had to place signage, you know, warning people there was gonna be a blockage. And so he introduced uh, these measures in city council, which passed, setting fees, requiring signage, You know, because if you're gonna close a sidewalk, you should tell people at the corner so they can cross safely.
0: Right. Or prepare not to go down that street. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So he, he did all that, which was great. You know, he finally
1: brought some order to this and he made it his signature issue. And his Facebook page was full of complaints about this before he was mayor, how, how poorly the city was enforcing these things. So when he became mayor, you know, the expectation was that he he would really focus on this issue, but instead, uh, those fees have been a windfall for the city. The city has collected twenty one million dollars in fees since twenty seventeen. But instead of giving that money to the streets department or to the Department of Licenses and Inspections, it's gone into what they call the general fund, which is the you know the big pot of money, <laughs> uh, the tax money the city gets and streets department hasn't been able to hire enough inspectors i think that's one problem so the developers they have to file to close the sidewalks they have to pay the fees they're doing that but there's no one inspecting them to make sure they're really living up to their promises And the second problem, which is just as bad, is I I do think in the streets department, there is a tendency to privilege the automobile. They want to make sure that cars flow. And so, you know, if a developer says, oh, it would be hard to set up a walkway, or if the inspector thinks the walkway would slow down traffic, they don't even require it. And there's all kinds of inconsistencies, you know, on the same street, you'll see one project with a walkway and then a block away, a project without a walkway. Like, so Mm -hmm. if your argument is uh, we need to keep the street open so the traffic can flow, that doesn't make any sense.
0: What would make sidewalks safer for pedestrians? Well, you know, in terms of the, this problem of,
1: of all these construction sites, I believe in almost every case, maybe not a 100% case, in, in, in the majority of cases, let's say, you could either not permit the developer to occupy the sidewalk, or if they, if they need to occupy the sidewalk, and there are legitimate needs, uh, because, you know, it's a city and these building sites are very tight. So they they might really need that extra space. And and if they do, fine. They can build a protected walkway in the street. And let's say, let's say it's one of those really narrow Philadelphia streets and, and it's only one lane and you really don't want to block cars. In New York City, one of the things they've done is they erect these sheds, these like sidewalk sheds where they they're strong enough where you could put a lot of the equipment and material on the roof. So it keeps the sidewalk open and it provides extra storage space for, for the contractor. And that's an alternative. I guess another alternative would be to, to actually close the street. And there is one case where the city has done that. There's um, a tall apartment building going up on the uh, 1600 block of Sansom between 16th and 17th. And Sansom's a pretty narrow street and the city closed off the whole block. They just, you know, I guess they concluded there are other ways to get around. The developer really, really needed the space and nothing could be done. So they closed it to cars, but they kept the sidewalk across from the construction open because there are stores on that street. That's an option. You know, it's a
0: grid city. If you can't go down one street, you go down another street, right? You know, if you're driving. Right, to make that turn cuz a lot of it's a lot of one ways too.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's a whole city of one way streets, right? right? But the thing about a
1: grid and this is what's so great about uh, you know, Philadelphia both for pedestrians and and drivers is, you know, if, if a street has to be closed, there's always another way around. And of course, it's a lot easier if you're in a car to take that detour than if you're a pedestrian. But we tend to want the traffic to flow easily. And, you know, as a city, we don't think twice about inconveniencing pedestrians.
0: We've been talking about sidewalk safety, but where can construction companies put their equipment that's needed for these types of projects if it's not safe for them to spill over onto the sidewalks and into the streets?
1: Well, you know, this is definitely a problem because this is an old city, you know, and originally all the buildings were were low and small, and now we're building much bigger buildings. It's not like the suburbs where, you know, things are being built in big fields and there's plenty of room to deliver materials to the site and store their equipment you know everything it's like you need military level logistics uh, to build a building in philadelphia so you have to plan all that where are you gotta like stack the drywall where are you gotta put the crane or the lift or whatever so i i don't begrudge these contractors or developers from trying to get as much space as they can and I would say there's also a safety issue you know you want to keep people a little bit distant from where where these lifts are raising up steel beams or whatever so you know I'm not against closing the sidewalks I think if that increases safety for the for construction that's that's a good thing I'm just saying that the default is too often to close the sidewalk and not provide any alternative. And as a city, I think we need to think harder about how can we provide a safe alternative for pedestrians. And we're clearly, clearly not doing that in enough cases.
0: Inga Saffron, award-winning architecture critic at the Philadelphia Inquirer. Thanks so much for joining me on CityCast Philly.
1: Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you, today.
0: We'll have a link to Inga's full story in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Here's an update on the I-95 rebuild. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro announced this week that temporary lanes being built for the damaged section of I-95 will open this weekend. The Philadelphia Inquirer reports in a press conference, Shapiro praised the teams that have been working around the clock. And Pennsylvania's Transportation Secretary Mike Carroll also added that the material used for the repairs is safe and able to withstand traffic and the weight of heavy trucks. Also, Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner released a new report that found that from 2015 to 2022, Black defendants were charged at disproportionately higher rates than other racial groups. Krasner says this Racial Injustice Report 2023 is meant to outline the impact systemic racism and economic inequality has had within Philly's criminal justice system. And the Flyers unveiled a redesign of the team's uniforms. Philly Voice reports the team jersey will use their iconic burnt orange, which was the team's primary color in the 1980s Flyers logo. And the uniform sleeves are gonna be made wider to fit players' numbers. You can check out these jerseys on the Flyers' Twitter page at NHL Flyers. Now y'all know I love the color orange. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your neighbor, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called, Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.